Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 15 of the Max Out Podcast. Uh, your continued support is always appreciated. Keep buying merch, keep supporting, keep sharing, keep doing all that because it lets me keep doing this and I love doing what I do with this podcast and hopefully I can do more with that. Actually, a little news, I will have a little bit more in store, potentially another podcast coming along with Big Bend Strength and Conditioning out of Tallahassee, Florida. We'll keep you guys posted on that through TikTok, Instagram, social media, all that stuff. Anyways, very, very, very special episode this week featuring John Seaton. He is a defensive lineman out of New Jersey. He goes to Elon University, where he's currently a freshman class of 2024. Great guy. Um, you guys might recognize his content from TikTok, uh, always talking about the council of big boys and talking about lineman stuff and lineman culture. And I just I love that stuff. He actually motivated me to get into more football oriented stuff. Anyways, uh, great interview. I think you guys will really appreciate it. Um, go hit him up. Go follow him on Instagram, TikTok. Um, not sure if he has a Twitter, but I'm sure you guys could find it if you wanted to. Um, yeah, uh, we talk about everything from Lyman culture to playing to even some really deep personal stuff. So I think you guys will really enjoy this one. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Well, what is good with you, bro? Don, I'm chilling, man. How are you? And I'm vibing. I got a day off today. So like hey, hey, look at you, man. You and me both. Uh, Actually, I'm off today and tomorrow. And it's the first time, like, the past, like, three days. I go to school in New Hampshire. Yeah. I'm from Florida. So, yeah. the oh, cold. We, 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 traded, we traded places, bro. Yeah, literally. I'm, you're... Paris, but I'm, down in, I'm down in North Carolina. Yeah, I'm, that's right. That's right. Damn near went to UNH. Yeah, UNH is uh, stupid cold. It's even further north than I am. I'm in, I'm in Manchester, which is, like southern new hampshire but like unh is like another hour or something north but uh anyways i appreciate you hopping on here man Absolutely. probably the tiktok wise probably the biggest guest i've had on here and i love doing interviews with like football players i mean i'm trying to broaden horizons and shit like that like uh, a couple weeks ago i did um i don't know if you're friends with him on tiktok or follow him but his name's chasing greatness he's a shot putter uh, yeah yeah that's my yeah. boy so i had i had him on here um a couple weeks ago and that was cool to chop it up with him but I love I love getting football players on here, because um, oh. obviously there's a soft spot there. I play football, but anyways, um, let's get into it. Um, again, huge shout out to you for hopping on here. At uh, what's your name on TikTok? At John Seaton. Just yeah, it's John Seaton. Uh, I changed it from the old one. I could. Yeah. Everybody kept thinking my name was Sean. I was like, <laughs> bro, I can't be happy this happened. Yeah, but uh, let's get into the intro a little bit. So tell us about yourself. You know, I feel like. A lot of the, a lot of my viewers or listeners, I should say, it's a podcast. Um, they're all from my TikTok, so I feel like a lot of them might already know you. But let's give them a little bit of background, anyways. Your life story, where you're from, high school football, stuff like that. Words. So uh, I'm John Seaton. I was born in Hillsborough, New Jersey. Um, I'm from Jersey originally, born and raised. Played high school ball there. Played public school ball against a lot of people's wishes. A lot of people were like, "Hey, go to private school. That's the only way to go to one." And uh, yeah. I was I essentially was just like, hey, screw y'all, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm forging my own path. And I guess, I guess that's one thing that I do value a lot is that uh, forging your own path and almost forcing your way through, uh, like, just a system in general or just mm -hmm. how things are set up to be. That's one thing I love doing. Um, I make content for people, for big boys, linemen, uh -huh. Uh -huh. players in general, the council, uh, the council, the big boy council. Um, but yeah, dude. I mean. I'm just excited to be here. Super blessed to be in the position I am. And just hopefully, at least for a small amount of people that I can daily uh inspire them daily. So that's really that's that's my main goal. Absolutely. I'm I'm with you there, man. That's that's obviously your platform's a little bit bigger than mine, but still, man, that's that's what got me into into making content and stuff like that was because okay. you know, I just I like helping people and, and giving them tips and tricks. And mine was was weightlifting related, but obviously then I I feel like I should branch into more football content, but I mean, I like lifting is what I do and that's what I want to do with my future. Obviously if the, you know, it's not, it's not unheard of to have a D2 offensive lineman make it to the league. So if that comes knocking, then we'll see. But anyways, well, what position you play on the line? I play center. Play center. Okay. I see uh -huh. you. you play, you play, you play tackle, don't you? I play D tackle now. D -tackle. I, yep. I played yep. center in high school though. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I had the, I almost had a chance to play uh, to play D line when I got here. My uh, the, my recruiting coach, also my head coach here, 
he asked me because he's our defensive coach and he was like, you know, I've seen your film. You play a little D line too. We're short on defensive line. What would you, uh, are you trying to play D line for me? I said, nah. I'm good. I'm good. Why don't you like defense, man? What's wrong? Bro, it's just, it, it's just, I'm good at thinking. I got you. And that's, that's where, you know, that's where the, uh, that's where I'm better with offenses. Cause especially as a center, you know, especially in college as a center, I'm making all the calls, making all the shots, you know, and I was kind of thrown in. I'm grateful I chose that because that gave me an opportunity to start as a freshman and mm-hmm. I've been holding that position down and um, I'm a sophomore now. I, I'm a, I graduated high school in 2019. Gotcha. Yeah, 2023 here. But um, speaking of football a little bit more, I wanted to talk about, I mean, I don't want to hit on the whole recruiting process just because I know how that is. You know how that is, but let's touch on like, what brought you to Elon? Like what made you chose choose Elon. All right. So what made me choose Elon was, was really, again, tying it back into the opportunity to forge my own path. I I, I knew I was going to come in here as a non-scholarship kid. Um, overall, I was like, the coaching staff was like, look, we're not going to sit here and BS you because this is going to be hard. This is not going to be easy in any stretch. This is going to take a lot of work and you're going to have to put in more work than you've ever put in before it, to be able to like produce and play here and play at this level. So I'm like, that's just one thing. That's one challenge that I really, I really uh, just love embracing. Yeah. Uh, Like I get up every day, man. I am, I am full speed ready to attack the day, bro. Like Mm -hmm. the way that the process went here seemed much more honest in other places because other places were like, Hey, listen, like, Oh, you're going to have, you're going to, you're going to play. Of course you're going to play yada, yada. But I'm like, at the same time, you're gonna promise me this, and then promise the next five kids who you bring in. Hundred percent, yeah, because they're just trying to get numbers. And I feel like the numbers game also worked out too, because I was the only uh, nose guard they brought in this year. Oh, that's beautiful. So, yeah, I mean, that's I'm, right. I'm, you're a freshman. That's right. Yeah, man. I'm just, I'm just trying to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and the opportunity to learn here, especially behind the two guys who are in front of me, those are two yeah. all-conference caliber kids. So I mean, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's really just opportunity, one, and two, just almost a challenge and a dare to be great and be better than what I thought I could be. Yeah. Actually, quick quick thought that just that just popped into my head. Your coach is uh, – uh, your head coach is Trishiani, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, his brother is the defensive line coach at my school. Line co- That's where you – okay, I got yep, you. Yep, St. Anselm. Coach, yeah. coach Trish, Coach John Trishiani. That's my man. Yeah. Um, that is a that's a dude right there. You met him? He's better. Yeah, that's whole, that's <laughs> old man right there. Yeah, I know. He's a he's a character for sure. He's the man. That's I cool. mean, that's somebody I should get on this podcast if I could get him to work a Zoom link. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, I just thought that was kind of cool. But I'm with you there and and carving your own path with everything. You know, I had I had, I'm with you there with the opportunities that were presented with me too. I had I had other D2s and other D3s telling me, you know, come in, start right away, blah, blah, blah. But this was the only school that was 100% with me. Yeah. It was like, look, I'm not going to guarantee you that you're going to come in and start. But, you know, we can offer you scholarship money and we can, you know, uh, and if you're down to work and I believed in their vision and turning a program around and and we were in the process of that. And then obviously COVID hit and shit like that. And we're not we're practicing right now, which is better than nothing. But, um, you know, it's still, it's still, that's what led me to where I'm at too. So, so I get you there. Um, and then uh, another little introduction thing, I wanted to talk about TikTok a little bit and kind of like, how did, how did your page just like blow up the way it did? You know what I mean? Cause I think I'm pretty sure I've been following you for a little bit now. And um, it's just all of a sudden, like the other day, like I clicked on your profile and I was like, damn, he's at 800,000 and it's at like 805 now or whatever it is. Like how, how did that happen? So the TikTok origin story is damn near the same to everybody else. Yeah. Uh, you can post one video and it just I blows was, up. I was yeah. bored as hell in quarantine. Uh-huh. And a girl I was dating at the time, she was like, Hey, posted that she, she always sent me TikToks. I'm like, I'm not getting a damn app. Like, TikTok is for people who dance and shake their Yeah. Ass. Yep. Yep. And then I'm going to see that and you're going to get mad at me. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I got it eventually. And then I started figuring out there was like a little, little tiny budding kind of football community on there. And I was like, oh, I mean, I guess I got some relatable football experiences. I'm, I was already committed here at this point. I was like, you know, some people, I guess, would, would enjoy this content. 
And then we started posting videos. They were kind of whatever, did whatever. First couple got to like 5,000 views. I was like, oh, all right. And then one day I post one completely unrelated to football. Mm-hmm. I think it's what like triggered my page getting picked up by the For You page or something like mm-hmm. that. Like I posted it. It was it was me doing the, the old Zoom challenge, you know, to yank people out the frame. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was that shit, but like, but like they yanked my shorts off instead of yanking me out the frame. So that video, I posted it and like it just sat for like two weeks. And like I just make random videos after that, whatever. But then one morning I wake up, I just log on the app and it's at like 30,000 views. I'm mm-hmm. sitting there I'm like, yo, wait, what? 30,000? That's a lot of damn views. Yeah. And then just going off of that, it just it took off from there. I started you know, making football content, I started trying to put out my best content, the most original content, like right off, right off the bat, mm-hmm. just to see if I could capture whatever is there. And then somehow we went up and caught it. So I yeah. mean, at that point, it's just, it's just something I've been doing, something that I enjoy doing because uh, the outreach and all that kind of stuff has really broadened horizons and opened a lot of doors for me. Mm-hmm. But I think probably like my proudest thing with, with TikTok is being able to like really I don't want to say start, but I want to say spearhead the big boy community on that. Absolutely. Because when a lot of people make videos for big dudes, like you'd see like uh, one video here or there that did pretty well. And it was people in the comments feeling bad for them or whatever. It's it's not even, it's not even like that at this point. Like Mm -hmm. you can, you can feel bad for a video, but what is feeling bad for somebody to do? So at that point I was like, Hey, I'm gonna put out a bit. I'm gonna put out just some big boy content. We gonna see where she go. Yeah. Video pop like 4 million views and then really that at that point the community started i feel like i feel like there was a lot of big dudes on that app who who needed almost not someone to look up to but someone to relate to but mm-hmm. like a familiar face to like consistently relate to and i feel like that was a role that i tried to fill and i feel like i've done a pretty decent job at yeah absolutely man and i think i think you've done a phenomenal job with that and uh that kind of inspired your content actually inspired me i haven't put out a whole bunch of o line stuff Cause like I said, my niche is, is more so lifting gotcha. and, and um, cause that's just what, that's what popped off for me. Like yeah. I had some dude, I posted one video and it got like, I had like, I don't know, like a hundred, 200 followers at that point. It was either people who randomly followed me or like just my, my fucking friends and yeah. I'm posting just whatever, whatever, whatever. And then I posted a lifting video cause I've been lifting for a while now. I've been uh, competitively and stuff like that. And, I posted one and some kid commented. I remember his name is J underscore Motti. John, I, I don't know what his last name is. I think it might be Motti, might not be, whatever. I'm friends with him on the app. But this man commented lift talk instead of TikTok. And I was like, oh, bet. So then I posted one of those. Remember that trend? It was like, welcome to whatever TikTok. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it started with like, like welcome to hood TikTok. Yeah. Something like that. I did that, but welcome to lift talk. And then that popped off and got like 300,000 views. And I was like, oh shit. So then that kind of stuck with me there. But I started posting a little bit more Lyman content since I've been back at school, um, back football oriented and football centered. So um, I'm with you there. And, and and like I said, you inspired me to do that a little bit too, which is pretty cool. Hey man, but, I, I, that, that's that's the type of stuff that like, mm-hmm. that like gets me up in the morning. That's the yeah, type absolutely. of stuff that's up is like, to, to know that my like the, the stuff that I put out means something to somebody else and inspires them to put out stuff that means something to a whole bunch of people. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like one big um, interconnected web, which I, I find exactly, really- exactly. And that's that's definitely the coolest thing I think about social media is that and, and especially an app like TikTok where you don't need like on Instagram and Twitter, you need somewhat of a following yeah. or something to like go viral or pop off. But TikTok, it's just it's just luck of the draw. Obviously the algorithm prefers certain things over other things and whatnot, but in general, everybody has the same, has the same chance. And then with that random people who otherwise think would think that they wouldn't be able to are able to impact people on that scale. Like I've had people comment on my pages, on my videos, you know, you inspired me to lift, you inspired me to keep working out. You inspired me to do with all that stuff. And especially when I get to those points where it's like, I haven't put out a video in like three days, four days. And I'm like, fuck, like, I don't want to do this. Like, like pain in the ass and then you get that comment and it's like all right all right let me keep going exactly but moving forward in this in this little conversation we got uh let's talk about a little bit more uh football stuff and a little bit more i don't even know how to put it but let's talk about o-line versus d-line and i don't want to talk about this everybody 
I would assume, fuck, I hope everybody listening to this knows the difference between an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. <laughs> so if, if you don't, an offensive lineman plays offense and blocks the defensive linemen who are trying to play defense and get the ball, basically. If I, I really hope somebody listening to this, listening to this does, I would, I, I can't fucking talk. I don't know, bro. Uh, I'll cut this shit out. <laughs> Interesting. Interview, bro. Interesting. But um, anyways, let's let's talk about that difference a little bit. Um, I've noticed there's a huge difference in or maybe not huge, maybe a little bit more subtle, but there's a difference in like the personalities of offensive linemen versus defensive linemen. Yeah, I, I would say so. And I, I don't really know what it stems from. Obviously, there's a certain things that stick like, you know, uh, both fat, like love food. Uh, yeah. I think of them as like fucking teddy bears off the field, you know, that type of stuff. But I don't know what it is, like what that difference would be. Like I always – I think your stereotypical defensive lineman is so much different than your stereotypical offensive lineman. Oh, for sure. Your stereotypical D lineman is like – is someone who acts just like an old lineman off the field. But once once they get on the field, it's like they only know how to move forward. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Old lineman, you got to move forward, backwards, sideways, like skip pulls, 45 degrees, everything like that. D lineman – all we really do is fucking move forward. Like, yeah. yeah there's, some, there's some times where I'm moving to the side, but eventually I'm going to move forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. And then that probably transfers into into personalities and stuff like that where I feel like – well, let's, start, let's go back to stereotypes. Like, then I feel like your stereotypical offensive lineman, when I think looks, is – honestly, I, I think of myself as a stereotypical offensive lineman. Like, I'm mm-hmm. talking – I got a mullet. Like, yeah. I got facial hair, yeah. fucking, I listen to country music. Hey, I just think, country, that country music gas. I just though. think, I just think, wait, sidebar. Did you listen to country music before you were in North Carolina? Hell no. I'm from, Jer- I'm from Jersey that. suburbia, bro. Like, the only <laughs> country music I heard was from the 60s, man. <laughs> Down here, that shit gas, though. I can't I, lie. I just, I had to ask that because I lived, I was born up here in Boston before going. I went to high school in Florida, but in between, I lived in uh, Apex, North Carolina for like three years, just outside of Raleigh. And wow. um, like, I, that shit was a whole nother world for me. Absolutely. Like, just, Absolutely. just weird, shell shocked. Yeah. 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 Um, speaking of that difference between O line versus D line, I guess this is more lineman in general. Um, what would you say? Would you say there's like a difference between high school lineman and college lineman, just personality wise? For sure. College linemen, a lot, a lot. All right. So one thing that a lot of people don't understand is like the starting five of college old linemen, the older you get, the more you hate doing what you do every day. Like, yeah. like yeah. They everyone loves game day. Everybody loves game day. Because it's it's super fun. Like you're going out there, you're going to war. Right? Yeah. But the daily grind, I feel like for those guys, has gotten so not old and stale, but like it's just the same stuff. It's this they've been doing the same thing every for single day. Every day of the year. Like you don't get more than what? Like two, like max three weeks off at a time. Mm-hmm. But the the personality of a lot of like I'm talking like old bucks, like fifth year, six yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get those 23, 24, 25 year old they're just like college players. They're just like, I don't know how they're moving. Because which, which makes me concerned for NFL guys. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah, it's probably that much worse. Because you see them in the locker room and like getting two hours of treatment for the game. Mm-hmm. You're like, dog, you're old. Like, I'm, I'm just like, bro. So I feel for them. But I mean, just personality wise, like overall between O lineman and D lineman is, I think, I think D lineman, you know, are a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more kind of, kind of like kinda laid, a little bit more laid back. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think more laid back. I think a little bit more intense. But like at the same time, like when it comes to like off the field, yeah, like D lineman might actually be a little more laid back. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. On the field, defensive lineman have a screw loose. Yeah, that's, that's the best way to put it. Because with, with, uh, with me being a D lineman, because I live with my boy who's an O lineman, mm-hmm. and I feel like D linemen are like just in general more like inclined to to go out and stuff. But O linemen like always spend time with the O line. You know what I mean? Yeah, they they spend time with each other. Like that's. that's- they have to you have to be a cohesive fucking unit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. To be, to be a good D line, 
you really just need good D linemen. Yeah. Yeah. To be a good O line, you You're need five good five. linemen and you need O linemen who can play with each other. 100%. 100%. So like off the field, that's probably how it transfers the most is like D linemen kind of when, when it's off the field. Like we, we we hang out, we stay together, but like there comes a time when we go and. Yeah, like, y'all go to your separate ways, go hang out with different people. Yeah, but O linemen always gravitate towards O linemen. And I'm. I, Speak, speak. You go, you go. I've, I've never seen an O-lineman, like, out somewhere without another one. You know what I mean? It's like it's like, it's like like cops when you're driving. Where there's one, there's more. There's, there's thousands. There's thousands. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, I Shoot, I live with – I live with three three of my teammates, um, two of which are skill guys. Um, I have one receiver and one running back. But the other one's an offensive lineman with me. Exactly. And literally – Everything we do is like identical, and everything we do is together. Oh like, yeah, that makes yeah, it makes sense. Exactly. And whenever, whenever we, whenever we'll like go out on like weekend. Granted, that hasn't been happening because fucking COVID and stuff like that. But um, and we actually want to play football and not get sent home. But um, when that would happen, like it would be every intention to go out and fucking see as many people as you want, hang out with all these people. Yeah. But I would always find myself with the other offensive lineman, 100%. like totally unintentionally either. I yeah. would just say what's up to him, and then boom, I'm with him for the rest of the night. One thing I'll also tell you, bro, is O lineman. For some reason, no matter how big they is, I have never met an O lineman who has not been cuffed for a long ass like portion of time. Like Dude, so in college, bro, bro. Like you'll see five of them sitting in a, sitting around a bonfire, and then five girlfriends sitting on their laps. I'm just like, what? How, bro, bro. I and I think I think that's just because O lineman can maybe spit a little bit better game than D lineman, but we're not gonna get on that right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, D lineman is just because it's toxic. No, but but uh, well, yeah, you got no lineman personality a little bit. You played it in high school, but exactly. my roommate, the offensive lineman, has been with the same girl since he graduated high school. Yeah, he went to prom with the same girl who he's dating now. Yeah, you know, I mean, they broke up for a little bit, but still, like they got back together like three, four months later, whatever it was. You know, and then uh, same thing for me. I'm never, I'm never been one to be like in like hookup culture. You know, exactly. I, I have a girl. I have a girlfriend right now. We've been dating for going. Uh, I mean, we've known each other for like six months now. We've been dating for for four as of yesterday. And okay. it's like it's like I always find myself, even if I don't intend to. Same thing as like linking up with O Lyman at like parties and going out and stuff. Is like I just find myself ending up in like relationships. Absolutely. All right, we're gonna branch off to a super side topic. <laughs> everybody, everybody in my comments be always like, hey bro, you got you got a girl, you got a female. I'm like, listen, I wish, I wish <laughs> like I wish, I really do. But like at the same time, I'm also at a point in like my career where I'm I'm fighting for my life. Like I'm yeah. fighting for it. Like I am clawing and scratching my way up. So like for yeah. me, I, I don't have to, like I guess a lot of us might not have time to put in other people. Yeah, I'm out there before practice, conditioning, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. practicing, and then after practice, I'm either pushing sleds or lifting. Like, yeah, it's a it's it's from probably I get out of class at like twelve ten every day. Mm-hmm. It's probably from like one in the afternoon to like seven eight o'clock at night that I am working, doing watching film in meetings, or yep. like doing my yep. two other workouts. And then mm-hmm. the second I get home, in order for me to keep up doing these workouts, I gotta take my ass to bed. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I need to can't be up till two, three a.m. every night. Exactly. Like, yeah. and that's what I feel like a lot of a lot of people don't understand, and they're like, "Why? Like, why don't you ever answer me?" Like, and a lot of people who like even even kids who I play would be like, "Bro, why don't you ever like reach out to girls like that?" I'm like, because I, I'm I'm <laughs> trying to get to a point where I'm good at football. Yeah, you got to focus on yourself first. Get your own goals right. Like my mama taught me how to be a good boyfriend. I can treat a girl. I treat girls right, but. I got to teach myself how to be like just an absolute monster. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So like, I, I, it's a sacrifice that I got to make it. this way. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's just my little side story that I wanted to tell about. Nah, you're good, man. You're good. Um, I'm with you, man. Um, fuck. Yeah. I, I, that's where I feel bad with like, and that's where a huge shout out to my girl for, for holding it down, you know? And, and honestly, I think being, a college athlete right now and being a college football player right now, it helps that it's long distance. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Just just solely on fuck, she's gonna come at me for this, but but solely yeah. on like my own goals. Like Absolutely. I'm not getting distracted with with her saying, you know, come hang out. You yeah. know, uh, you know, you don't you have an option to lift uh, this morning, like come on, just hang out with me instead, or yeah. stay in bed with me, or or whatever, whatever that may be. You know, and that's where I feel bad because with you, I'm I'm on the same page. We're like on I mean, my class schedule is all over the place and everything's online, but with football, I'm doing something workout related or fuck that. I'm busy for probably six to eight hours every day where like I can't like look at my phone. You know what I mean? And and, you know, every once in a while I'll be able to shoot a text here and there, a snap here and there. But but. You know, and then I and then I feel bad, and of course I, I call her every night and stuff like that. But you but you know, I'll be, she'll be wanting to stay on the phone till like one or two a.m., which is understandable. But it'll be like I have a five a.m. lift in the morning. Yeah, you know, I gotta I gotta get my ass up. I gotta get sleep. I want to perform. Yeah, it's you know? like it's 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 one thing that I feel like it takes like a like. Well, we really get into some deep bro conversation. <laughs> I got I got time today. I'm, I'm good with it. I'm it, good with it. It, it it takes a special kind of girl to like understand that like my time with my sport is time that I don't like that's non-negotiable. Like it's yeah. gonna happen. Um but I also feel like at the same time where if she can realize that, there's a whole bunch of other kind of stuff that she can be doing yeah. to like prove herself. Like for me, I feel like that's also one of the other biggest things is like I haven't found anybody who's like has the crazy amount of drive and like not even motivation, but like discipline that I do. Yeah. Cause when it comes to that point, then that shit will be straight. But like at the same time, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and waste my time on somebody who's just content with waking up, going to class and fucking sitting around all day. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put my time and my effort into somebody who has like that same kind of hunger, that same kind of like that same kind of spark inside that like, who wants to like consistently be better and like actually is excited about the process and about learning Absolutely. instead of just seeing results right away. Cause that's like, that's not the kind of person who we get real deep. No, that's not the kind yeah, of I know, but family with, that's not the kind of person. Oh, hell no. You want, you want somebody who's going to hold it down and has going to match the energy that you give them. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not even saying hold it down. Cause that's a little, that's a little, that's a little jumpy in today's council. Of course, of course, of course, of course. But I know I'm saying more so like, I'm saying more so like somebody who needs to like outside of myself mm-hmm. needs to have something that gets their feet on the ground every single mm-hmm. day. It's easy as hell to sit there and lay in bed. Once your feet touch the ground, that shit starts. And I need someone I, like I, I'm talking about the ideal kind of drive is something that makes somebody else move to the point where they wake up, they turn to the side and get up so like like fast yeah. as hell because yep. they want to they they're they're just hungry and want to be a part of not even something greater than themselves, but something great for themselves. You know what I mean? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm with you there, man. That's where, like I said, shout out to my girl, Chelsea. If you listen to this at some point, which she probably will, Hopefully. um, but uh, that's that's where you know I'm lucky in that sense to to be able to have somebody who understand who a understands when I can't like get to the phone or, or when I'm busy with lift or practice or watching film, or I'm, I've taken on a leadership role on my team and I'm coaching up the younger offensive, the freshman and incoming freshman offensive linemen and shit like that. So, you know, that's where, that's where I'm lucky there, but Absolutely. back on track a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good with talks like that though. I love that stuff. Cause it's just, a, it's, it's something different for, for, like the content itself and, and be not just football and TikTok. Exactly. There's we're we're more, we're more than that. You know, I don't just pick things up and put them down and push people, you know, but uh, let's talk about Lyman life a little bit. Were there any issues you grew up with, like growing up uh, where I assume you, you were always a Lyman playing football. Yeah. yeah always big. I was, I was on the same page. Yeah. Was there anything like socially that you dealt with growing up with that? Like whether oh. it was, because people knew you were a lineman or because um, you're bigger or what? So what I mean, like I was big from day one, bro. I was like damn near 11 pounds at birth. I was, I was a big fucker. Jesus. Uh, yeah. No. I, so, I was like eight. Fuck. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. And I and just moving, moving forward with like just life and everything. I didn't get good at football until after my seventh grade year. So like yeah. nobody like, uh, for from growing up from when I started school to 
after my seventh grade season, damn near in the eighth grade, I was just some random ass fat kid, bro. Like, yep. I just, I just ate, chilled, played football, wasn't that good, got yelled at a lot. And it was just like, whatever at that point. And then, yeah, you know, I was a motherfucker who everybody at the end of conditioning was sitting there clapping for a finish. <laughs> Oh my God, coach! You coach ends the condition, or doesn't even end the conditioning. He just tells you to just keep running. You don't yeah. stop on the sprints. You just keep jogging. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I guess going to eighth grade, it was cool and whatever. And then, then there was a little bit of hype because I was like, I was like two eighty five in eighth grade. I was, I was, I was, I was like probably like five ten, two eighty five in eighth grade. So people yeah. expect big dude, yeah, monster. gigantic. Yep. At the high school, I'm an awkward little shit until. Damn near like end of junior year, man. Cause that point, no girls. No. None. I didn't have those little awkward ass like middle school girl experiences. Yeah. That's just how it's for all to like everybody else. Yeah. So um there was so much hype coming around and yada yada. For my ACL my freshman year, and I missed half my sophomore season where I was where I was like big as hell. Yeah. So I had a junior my senior year really to really to like impress and grow. And I feel like those were those were some days, man. I got a shout out my strength coach at high school. He's the one, Coach McFarland. He's the one that like not even just put me through just like physical transformation, but like that dude, like he, he taught me a lot of whole like a lot of different kind of stuff. And like he's like, look, you gonna eventually have to learn how to talk to girls and like and like, for real, like <laughs> learn how to talk to people. But I'm not like I'll give you I'll give you advice, but I'm not gonna tell you like specifically what to do because you won't have to learn that shit from trial and error because that's the best yep. way for it. So, yep. I mean, at that point, I was just like, hey, fuck it. Yeah. So, we just went out there and was enjoying and trying to enjoy what was like the whole Lyman life and mm-hmm. figured out how to talk to people. And now we're here. So, yeah, no, man. College, yeah. I will say college, college, it's so different, man. Because in high yeah. school, I, I had the same story as you. Like, growing up, I was just always so awkward. And yeah, like, yeah. like I, I was always that kid who, like, people knew who I was, but, like, I still wasn't friends with any of them. They're just yeah. like, oh, that's Will over there. Like, yeah. like we don't mess with him. Yeah, no I, feel like, I feel like that's – it's weird because it, it almost comes full circle back to that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm at the point where kids from my hometown, like, they know who I am, but I'm not friends with them because yeah, a select few were, like, actually, actually cool with you. Yeah. Like, actually cool with you. They didn't only fuck with you because you had a certain name or something that they wanted mm-hmm. or some sort of clout like that, which yep. I'm not happy – that I blew up on TikTok way after high school ended. Yeah. After, like a couple months after that shit ended because like I was sitting there, I was like, bro, if I had gone through the amount of fake shit that I did. Oh my God. School, and it added like a certain amount of following onto that. Yep. That's just a recipe for disaster. And I'm mm-hmm. sitting now like, honestly, you know, you know, I take a lot of, a lot of inspiration on how to deal with that. What? Drake. Really? Yeah. You ever, you go listen to the songs, not where he's like doing his little light skin shit and not what he's doing. His old like um just like just mainstream rap shit. You go listen to the songs where he's just yep. sitting there and just talking into the microphone. You know yep. what I'm you know that you yeah, know, yeah. I know I know what type of songs you're talking about. Yeah. You you listen to what that man is saying and like you like, damn, bro. Like as 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 cliche and like mainstream as he is, it's there for a reason. It's not by accident. Mm-hmm. It's actually the just stuff that he's putting out in his music. And it's 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 all kind of stuff like that where I'm like, yo. That made me realize that, like, a lot of people only messed with me because I had some sort of, not not status, but some sort of thing that they wanted. Yep. All those people who were back then, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they know you, but they don't know you. You feel me? Yep. Like, it's that Mm -hmm. that kind of old sort of ordeal. And, like, with that, man, it just, that taught me how to not trust, not, not, like, not trust, you know what I mean? Not be distrustful of people. But yeah. to be selective and careful in this. Yeah. I got you, man. And and I'm I'm with that hundred percent too, because it's like like it wasn't until my sophomore year, like people knew that I played football my freshman year of high school. It, middle school was its own thing because I was moving all over the place, went yeah. from North Carolina to Florida. I knew I was an outcast in 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 eighth grade, but I did that to myself because I was like, I'm just gonna get through eighth grade and get to high school where I can start fresh. But I get to ninth grade. And it's like, people know, people knew who I was. They knew I played football, but it wasn't anything more than that. And I still like, I had, I had my few core friends. I had my few core friends on the football team. And then sophomore year was when I started. And that's when I earned that starting job at center. 
And that's when, you know, I started hanging out with, with upperclassmen and yeah. then kids in my class who were, you know, popular or whatever, they would always be like, Hey, Will. And I'd just be like, hi. And I'd be like, I don't even know who, who that is. Exactly. You know what I mean? And then it really, the time I really noticed this was, and don't get me wrong. I wasn't like some popular ass kid in high school. Like, I think I was cool with a lot of people, but I wasn't like, like the shit or anything like that. But I get to, I get to signing day. And we did a big thing. There was there was only three of us signing too, bro. And I get there, right? And I sign my letter of intent. It's all good. I got my family with me. Got my coaches with me. It's awesome. Yada, yada, yada. And then I got people like taking pictures with me. And it's like, and they're like, you know, congrats to my boy and stuff like that. And it's like, I I think I've had two conversations with you. What do you mean, yeah. my boy? Yeah. You know? And obviously you just kind of put a, you know, for signing day, for something like that, you just kind of put a fake fake smile on it for stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate you, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's where I really noticed that. And that's when I was kind of glad, like I had an opportunity to potentially walk on to FAU. Yeah. And I chose, because I went to high school probably 20 minutes down the road from there. Gotcha. And I chose to come here. I mean, A, financially and B, I just wanted to get out of Florida because it just wouldn't, it just wouldn't have been good for me. And it, I don't even think that it's just Florida. I think it's just getting out of that hometown. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's like that's that's a huge thing. Get out of the hometown is massive. Yep. If you don't leave when you got a chance, your chances of leaving go down exponentially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you, you hear the stories of people in your hometown. You're like, yeah, I grew up here. I'm still here. I'm like, <laughs> like everybody's like, wow, it's so cool. And I'm sitting here. I'm like, you're a fucking weirdo. Why are you so weird? <laughs> like me. <like yeah>. <laughs> but, but like. I feel like the biggest thing, the biggest lesson is get out of your hometown. Yeah, 100%, man. Yeah, and anybody listening, especially young people, because there's a lot of, a lot of obviously like you, there's a lot of like high school football players and stuff that follow you and follow me. And if you're listening to this, just please, 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 like if you have an opportunity to like broaden your horizons and get out and see the world and shit like that, do it. Don't become that person who's – don't become that football player and it's cliche and you see it in movies and TV shows, oh, but like yeah. that football player who never leaves and is 45 years old, still wearing his Letterman jacket, pulling up to high school games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't be that guy. And I'm not, it's not even like going across the entire country. No, nah, no, nah, just, just go a town over or something like that. Or like move. Yeah. Like I, I went from Jersey to North Carolina. Cause I was like, Look, this is close enough to where if I have to come home, I can come home. Mm hmm but it's also far enough where if I want to come home, I don't, I can't come home. You know what I mean? Yep. And like, I wanted to go home for so long until I went you home. Break, you break yeah. your comfort zone, you know? Yeah. yeah. Get comfortable yeah. being uncomfortable. Exactly. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. When I tell you, I wanted to go home for like months. Oh, yeah. I finally went back home and I was like, I'll take me yeah. back to school. Yeah. I was like, I love being with my parents and everything. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely love that. Love being with my family. But like, other than that, this shit sucks. I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, damn, you still doing the same thing you was doing last year? You still doing the same thing you was doing when I got into high school, bro? You still standing on that corner? Like, what are you doing, bro? I'm like, I'm like, you're still just sitting there saying that you're going to be making money, drinking and smoking your life away, bro? Like, what are you doing, man? I know, bro. I'm, I'm with you there, man. Especially, like, like, in my school, I used to think that those people were, like, so cool. Yo. people that hung around after like high school games like like kids who were seniors when I was a freshman and then I'd see them when I'm like a junior and they're still hanging around I'm like damn you know he's so cool like I want to be like him and then you you leave and you come back and it's like you still see him doing the same thing it's like like I'm glad I didn't end up like that and no no hate if like that's what you want to do and you want to end up you want to be a homebody but like nah, I want like, smoke I've <laughs> All the smoke. All the smoke, man. All the smoke. But the thing is, it's like I feel like that's just a weak mindset. Like you're you're afraid, you're afraid to try something new. It is. You no. Know? If you can't branch out and be like your own kind of person, you're a grown ass man or a grown ass woman, whatever that may be. Right. Like mentally, that's weak. Absolutely. And like there's gonna be people who are like, no, it's not. I just want to stay home and whatever. No, like that's weak. Be mad. Like I don't care. It's weak. I'm with like, you. It's uh Shit, man, I'm hundred percent. Um, moving forward, uh, let's get into some. We've been we've been pretty deep, which is fantastic. But let's get into a little little bit of lighter lighter conversations, man. Uh, let's get into 
let's talk. We already talked linemen getting girls. We already had a long conversation about that. Let's talk about if you could play any other position in football, what would you play and why? I'll play free safety. Free safety. I'll play free safety. Either that, that. like a weak side, three, four linebacker. Why weak side? Because that means I'm either able to run everything down, bootleg, I'm pulling up, Mm -hmm. any play action, that kid's turning right into my face. Easy. Not not easy at all, but still. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I I know what you mean. It's it's fun. And the protection is never going to slide to me. Hey, hey, you don't know about that. You don't know about that. I get, I get, I get, I get dicey with my calls. I, I start, that was the biggest, that was my biggest challenge, side, sidetracking off of this a little bit. That was my biggest challenge working as a center. Cause like I said, yeah. ours, the previous starting center, uh, tore his, tore something in his knee. The, uh, the spring game before I was supposed to come in. So spring 2019, he tore his ACL. And then I come in, I busted my ass. I worked for that starting spot. And with that came, I busted my ass to learn how to read defenses. Yeah. Read. Not even read like fucking like man coverage, zone coverage, not that shit, but like alignments and numbers. And I see everything like a numbers game. Like it's like you ever you, you ever watch the hangover? Yeah. And you get Allen when he's counting cards and there's numbers going all over. And he's that that's me when I get down in, at, in my center stance. I grab the ball, I squat down and I read everything from the safeties down to the linebackers, down to the D line. Well, obviously it's D line first, but you, yeah, I got you. that's that was my biggest thing. So, uh, I mean, I know we started talking about this because you said, you know, the protection is never going to come your way. But always be aware, man. Hey, you run into a center like me, you got to you got a, a mental center like me. You got to you got to be ready for that. That's a fact. Now, nah, free safety would be hard because, like, I feel like you just smash the shit out of kids. Yeah, I'm sitting there. I'm a, especially if, if you're good at free safety. Yeah. You don't have any specific job. They're just if you're good enough, it's just go play football. Like, yeah. Pretty much. Go, go. Yep. You, like, don't fuck up, but do you? <laughs> yeah. That's that's literally it. Yeah. Um, that kind of freedom seems pretty sick. Yeah. And, like, I'm just like, hey, man, catching a pick seems pretty nice. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, can't so, relate to that one. Nice. <laughs> At least I get to touch the ball every play. Yeah. Yeah. True, true, true. But um, I'm with you there. I think if I could pick any position, I think – uh, it sounds again cliche, but I think I'd pick quarterback because I'd be doing, I'd be able to use my mental capacity that I use at center and just apply it to everything, and, and uh, also throw in fucking sixty-yard bombs. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, or I play left tackle. Honestly, get yeah. me a bag and retire. I, I, you know how good life would be if you were six seven. Oh, six seven three, six seven three. Not even just three hundred, just, just three hundred even. Three hundred. Get him paid. You still look skinny. You're getting paid. You're getting paid. Can't nobody get by you. Long ass arms. Life will be good. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. I'm um that'd be nice too. I just I gotta branch away from the old line life if I'm gonna do that. I mean, I could go play D line, but but like uh, I, have, I have a screw loose in the sense when I work out. Like I'm one of those dudes who works out, no pre-workout, no caffeine, no headphones, nothing. Just silence. I'm rocking the headphones. I'll be rocking the pre-work out of caffeine. I can't, I can't, I can't do headphones. I used to. And now it's just like like people, my roommates joke around and say that I'm broken in that way because I'm just so used to like I just I can still lift and max out without like hype music and shit like that. Um you ever just blast the gym speakers or not? I have, but but and I do that typically if I'm doing like just a casual workout. But yeah. if I'm like maxing out, if I'm like maxing out my clean yeah. and I'm going for like a huge PR on anything, I like my squat or anything, yeah. I fucking, I like silence. Yeah, that's that like, that's that competitive mindset. Though. Yeah. Like, when you're competing in Olympic weightlifting and stuff. Oh, like it's that. dead silent. Dead silent. I know. You hear everybody shh. Yeah. And then they lift, you hear the weight slam, and then everybody claps and cheers and everything. At that point, it's like that kind of silence. It's either quiet, it's either real quiet or loud as fuck. Yep, yep. Like, that's the difference between powerlifting and Olympic lifting. Powerlifting means when people – when you see somebody, some big-ass dude stepping up to deadlift seven, eight, nine hundred pounds, yeah. it's just everybody getting amped. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was talking about, like, the silence in general. Like, when you're stepping up on stage and you're about to clean some shit, that yeah. silence is either going to be the quietest thing you've ever heard or the yeah. loudest thing you've ever heard. 
Yep. I'm with you there, man. Um, moving forward, if you could play any other sport, and this will be kind of our cap here because it's been a little bit, but if you could play any other sport, what would it be? Mixed martial arts, 100%. MMA? Really? Yeah. I'm a huge MMA guy. Okay. Okay. Oh. Wasn't expecting that one. You know how cool it would be? To oh, like, no. Roundhouse kick yeah. somebody to the face? No matter where you go, you can just put your foot in someone's jaw and just they go to sleep. Like, they go to sleep against their own will. Yeah. That's like, that's a sick feeling. Like, that's, that's crazy. Badass. To be completely versed in physically defending yourself. Yeah. And that it would take, if somebody, if somebody came to you like one on one, hands on hands, nobody could fuck with you. Like, and I also feel like that, that protective nature, like the people you care about, is like no one could fuck with you or the people you care about. And I feel like that's a huge thing. And also, like, it feels good. It would probably feel real good to just knock someone, like, just, just give someone yeah. a right hook and just take someone's head Sleep. off. Sleep. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, but I also think they're some of the most in-shape athletes in the world, too. I mean, yeah. like, that is some of the some of the greatest training and, like, conditioning that you'll ever go through. And, you like, just what it takes to be good and, like, being able to hold under mental pressure like that. Because yeah. a street fighter or a bar fight is different. If, you just, yeah. if it's just a fight, like, nobody cares. But if you're able to, to hone in on your technique and your skills in front of 50, 60,000 people, and it's you, one other person wants to, who wants to kill you, and you're able to perform and do all that kind of stuff, that is, that's nuts. Yeah. That's top-tier, elite, just humanity. That's facts. That's facts. Um, if I had to pick any other sport, it'd probably be baseball. Because really? if I could go pro in baseball, bro – Money. You get like you get like a fucking twenty five year career, twenty five year long career. You yeah. get you get like six hundred million dollar contracts if you're that good, and just less wear and tear on the body. Very like true. like weightlifting keeps. Don't get me wrong, weightlifting keeps me mobile. Weightlifting isn't like a threat for like my physical health. Yeah. You know what I mean? But fucking dude, if it's football that. My roommates just came back in. <laughs> it's football that makes my body feel crippled. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? mean? Weightlifting, though, wouldn't you would you would you go as far to say that like the Russian style of lifting is a little bit more a little bit more uh, abrasive, like, a little bit more destructive on the joints? I, I think I, I think so. I don't think it's so much destructive on the joints. I think it definitely keeps you healthy with that respect. I think it's a lot more abrasive mentally. Yeah. Because like like, for example, if you look at, like, um, I want to say it's Bulgarian. If you look at a Bulgarian, like, weightlifting program, it's yeah. like you squat, like, every day. Yeah. So just having the mental capacity to squat fucking heavy every single day you work out is yeah. unbelievable. And as long as, as – when it comes to the training, it just it's about, like, your recovery. Yeah. Like, if you recover properly, you don't really have anything to worry about. That's where people, like – like, you know who Ronnie Coleman is, I assume? Yeah. yeah, he that man is practically immobile now, practically paralyzed from the waist down. And his issue, I mean, don't get me wrong, he was all juiced the fuck up on a yeah. whole bunch of stuff. But like his thing is he trained as heavy as he could, heavy as shit, six days a week for 20 years. Yeah. And that's why, you know, he popped a disc in his back and now he can't walk and and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah, I'd say I'm more so talking about how like how like if you ever like when you look at Russian lifters on the platform, yeah. more so their feet leave the ground more so than Chinese lifters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They so, they they have more of like a they have more like a full jump, whereas Chinese yeah, lifters more like of an actual jump. jump. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I did some Olympic weightlifting in high school, and I tried. I I always had that like full jump thing because I was just trying to yank that bitch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's How's how that you feel like. Extension? Once I really like honed in on it, I was able to more so do like that whole Chinese style where it was like a nice where it's just quick, yeah. quick. yeah, yeah, just, instead of just me going up and slamming against. The yeah, ground. that's where I I'm working on getting to the point where I can just kind of shuffle out like that. Yeah, but I need to really jump to get my full extension. Yeah, and it's hard. Like it's weird to say, but I lift better with heavier weights because no, I, because I can feel it. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, shit, this is heavy as fuck. I need to yank this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas if I'm working out like 85%, so like I can clean 
my projected max right now, the best I've cleaned is is like 390. But you I need to be strong. Fuck, my best <laughs> ever was 315. Fuck no, you. you'll you'll trust trust me. If you learn, you do a power clean, right? You catch it high or you catch it low. Oh, I caught that shit low. When was this stuff? This was senior year of high school. Yeah, high school, we don't we don't Olympic lift here. We we do a bunch of other kinds. Of, we do weighted jumps. We do a whole bunch of other. Stuff. Oh, okay. You still you you apply the same concepts. Yeah, we we, we supplement our other concepts because it's it's just so hard to teach. Yeah, that's 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 the biggest issue. We don't like we clean. We don't snatch. Yeah, here. I mean we'd snatch a little bit. I think we would if COVID didn't screw everything up and blah, blah, blah. But I'm not going to dive into that. Um, yeah. Um, I lift I lift better with heavier weight because, like I said, I have to yank that shit up there. And like I said, my best weight, my best clean. my I have a video of me cleaning 380 from like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That looks better than my warm-up rep at like 340. Well, yeah, it makes sense. Because I'm just, I just know, like, this is heavy as fuck. Yeah. I need to yank it. It makes you more locked in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how we got into that from baseball, but I play baseball if I could. Yeah. <laughs> it'd just be, it'd be nice, you know, nice and relaxing. Maybe not relaxing, but you get the same competitive aspect, the same competitive nature. You still get some intensity with it, but um, less wear and tear on the body. Um yeah, that's that's all I got, man. If you got anything else you want to hit on or talk about or what, feel free to. I'm straight to you, my man. I'm all cool. right, man. Well, on that note, uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Max Out Podcast. Again, huge shout out to John for hopping on here. Uh, remember at John Seaton on TikTok if you don't already follow him. And as always, give me a shout at Willie underscore C sixty five on TikTok and then at W Cunningham sixty five on Instagram uh, for any sort of question, comment, whatever it might be, come at me for the fucking, for any comments I make. I really don't care. Um, yeah. On that note, uh, peace.